You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Strong Towns Podcast. Today, I have with me a longtime Strong Towns contributor and member, Andrew Price, and we're going to talk about one-way versus two-way streets, a little friendly debate. So welcome, Andrew. Thank you, and thanks for having me, Rachel. Yeah. How's it going? Pretty great. It's been hot and muggy here, um, but I'm excited. This weekend, I'm going to be heading to the summer streets in New York. Oh, Nice. Okay, so let me start with a little bit of background on this debate about one-way versus two-way streets. So over the last few years, we at Strong Towns have published several articles advocating for the conversion of one-way streets to two-ways from a variety of different authors. This is a topic that I'm personally invested in because I live in an area that's dominated by one-way streets. I just wrote an article on this topic last month, and we'll link to that. It's called Three Reasons to Turn These One-Way Streets into Two-Ways. And the three reasons that I outlined, which are not my original ideas by any means, a lot of people have covered this topic before, but the three reasons that I outlined are, first, that cars tend to drive faster on one-way streets, and this can create a more dangerous environment for pedestrians and bicyclists, um, because when you're on a one-way, it feels more like a highway, Um it feels safer to drive faster because you don't have traffic coming in the other direction. The second reason that I highlighted is that one-way streets can be worse for local businesses because when cars are driving faster, there's less opportunity for them to notice businesses nearby that they might be interested in stopping at. Also, with the cars driving faster and pedestrians and bicyclists feeling less safe, people who use those modes of transportation might be also less likely to come to these businesses. And the final reason that I highlighted in my article is that one-way streets make navigation more challenging, mostly for drivers. And I know that that's a big frustration for people whenever they come to visit me in my neighborhood. Sometimes you literally have to drive around three sides of a block and stop at multiple lights just to get to a destination that if you're on a two-way street, you'd just do a quick right turn and you'd be there. One ways that are also challenging navigation-wise for people who are trying to find like a bus stop. So those are some main arguments that have been advanced about one-way streets. And one-way conversion has been a popular topic and rallying point in several urbanist circles. So let's get to Andrew. Um, Andrew is a Strong Towns member, like I said, who lives in Hoboken, New Jersey, and works in New York City, where there are tons of one-way streets. And you offered kind of a different perspective, and you actually published an article earlier this year on our site called The Case for One-Way Streets. So, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about that essay and your main arguments in favor? Yes, um, I wrote that because I wanted to be kind of a devil's advocate. The reason I wrote The Case for One-Way Streets is because there's a lot of content out there by urbanists against one-way streets. And my wife and I, we live in Hoboken, which is like a very dense, foot-oriented community, and I work in Manhattan. And we pretty much get around exclusively on foot and on transit. So when I see these arguments against one-way streets, and these are like very logical, well-thought-out arguments, but they're counter to what I experience and probably the most walkable place in the country. So the main argument I made in favor of one-way streets is that they feel safer. 
I have noticed that most major cities I've been to, people jaywalk, either they ignore the crosswalk signal, or if the crossing is narrow, there probably isn't a crosswalk signal that I... And that was pretty common in Portland. Walk around Manhattan, and you're guaranteed that at least one car is going to try to turn and cross over a crosswalk, even if the light says it's safe to cross. And there are even times when you're waiting at a red crosswalk and there's no traffic, and it's easier to wonder what you're waiting on. So I'm not endorsing jaywalking or breaking the law, but from observing human behavior, I've seen that people that live in an urban environment jaywalk. And I feel that once someone lives in an urban environment long enough, they begin to catch on that crosswalk signals provide a false sense of security and that they're better off just looking out for the traffic to see if it's safe to cross. And then you have to rely on your own judgment to ask yourself if there are cars stopped at a red light or if anybody is coming around the corner. So with that said, I think we should start with the premise that people will jaywalk whether we like it or not, so we need to build streets that are safe to jaywalk. When you're crossing a street, jaywalking or not, the main thing you're worried about is not getting hit by a car. And the only way I would feel confident that I wouldn't get hit by a car is if I can see that no car is coming. Unfortunately, I can only turn my head one direction at a time. And on a two-way street, there are two directions that cars can come from. So on a one-way street, there's only one direction a car can be coming from. So I remove the risk of a car sneaking up behind me. And that is essentially my argument. One-way streets are safer for people to cross because you remove the risk of something sneaking up behind you. And when getting around feels safer, you have a better experience and a better memory of the place. So I believe two-way streets have their merits too. I believe they're more efficient at moving cars. If you have a grid of two-way streets and you convert it to a grid of one-way, you essentially have the number of connections in one direction. So having more possible routes between A and B gives you more raw capacity and redundancy than, say, funneling all northbound traffic through half the number of streets. And they're easier to navigate, like you said. They give you a more direct path from A to B. And in Manhattan, if you ride a bus up an avenue, you'll probably have to walk a block over to get the same bus back down the avenue because the avenues are probably one way. So I believe in the benefit of all these things, but I don't believe pedestrian safety, which should be one of the most important requirements when it comes to designing a street, is one of them. After I published my essay last week, you you responded with kind of some of that same conversation and argument on Slack. We had a good discussion in, in the comments. Um, one of the things you said was you pointed out that not just in New York City where you live, but also like plenty of other huge pedestrian-oriented cities that you've been to, Boston, Paris, Hong Kong, they're all, at least in their urban centers, predominantly one way even on the wider streets, which this is the thing that I struggle with because I feel like on narrower one-way streets, it's definitely easier to cross and it definitely feels safer for a pedestrian because, like you said, you only have to look in one direction and the cars are already going slow because it's a narrow street. But can you like play out the argument for me, even on wider streets, that you still think it's safer? No, I don't really know exactly why in every circumstance they chose to do a one-way street. I don't know what the engineers were thinking. There is so much stuff out there that says one-way streets are bad. But if you look at reality, all these great places, the places we say we want to be like, they usually have one-way streets in their most like enjoyable parts of town. I was happened to be in New York a couple of weekends ago, so I was thinking about this because we had just had that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I had to agree with you, at least like on the more narrow streets. It seems like everything is just one-way streets. So that's just like how it is. And I've noticed the difference between kind of the lively urban areas and the more residential areas in like major cities around the world. So most of these 
great cities have one-way streets in the city centre. But even in these same cities, in the quieter, more residential areas, if the street is wide enough, it'll usually be two-way. Like, if we look at it, an extreme example, a suburban subdivision, you only have houses around, so the streets are relatively quiet. The only people driving through the subdivision are those that live there, so you might get a car every 30 minutes or so. Because it's so quiet and cars drive pretty slowly, you have no problems with kids playing ball or riding their bike out in the street because when the car comes, the driver sees the kids playing in the distance and the kids see the driver, so the driver can slow down and the kids can move out the way and everything goes along pretty smoothly. These residential streets, you don't even need sidewalks because they already function as a shared space. And this is just an extreme example of a quiet street, but even if your street sees two cars a minute, you have a pretty good awareness of the traffic that's on the street around you at any given point, and you don't really have to worry about something sneaking up behind you, which is why I believe that even in cities around the world, quiet residential streets, if they can accommodate it, are usually two-way because the benefits of having a two-way street outweigh the benefits of having a one-way street because the two-way streets are easier to navigate. There's more redundancies to handle the traffic, but you don't have to really watch out for anything coming. But when you take a look at a complex urban environment, people walking around and there's a constant stream of cars coming from every direction, it's not really humanely possible to keep up with everything going on around you. Therefore, I think the biggest requirement should be on safety. And that's where I feel that the benefits of one-way streets kick in. So going back to your question as to why I think one-way streets work well in larger cities and smaller ones, I think the better question is that why do streets in general work well in some cities and not others? I think it's because in established urban areas like Boston and Seattle, they tend to have a better urban fabric. There's a concentration of things to do and people on the street and all these things come together to make a more pleasant foot-oriented environment in general. And whether the street is one way or not is like focusing on the icing and not the cake itself. But outside of our major urban areas, I feel that we've built cities simply to move cars. Streets are the living rooms of communities, and roads are just tools to get us from A to B. Roads divide neighbourhoods, and in places where we've built purely for cars, I think it's difficult to retrofit for people, and we should design them differently and think of them differently than streets. Yeah, when we're comparing these huge cities to smaller cities like the one that I live in, cars are and drivers are already just so much more attuned to pedestrians in New York, and Pedestrians also, you know, they cross in packs. So, like, it would be really impossible unless a driver wanted to mow down, like, 10 people. They're never going to, like, just plow through when there's a large group of people crossing, which happens so often in those busy areas. I think that is true. And um, I think it's more of a situation of like an urban environment compared to a suburban environment than how big the city is itself because i've been to resort towns in the united states and there have been people around and they've been like narrower streets they've been one way because they're urban and they're built up we're comparing like an urban and suburban city more so than the size of the city itself in my neighborhood i have this comparison because there's a two-way street very close to my house that is really active. It's this like hot commercial area where there's tons of restaurants and local businesses, bars, like it's busy at all times of day. There have been some intentional things done to kind of make it better for pedestrians. There's lots of crossing signs. They have done like some curb bump outs and things. They've put some bike racks like in place of parking spots. So like cars always have to drive slow there and there's constantly people crossing. But then these two one-way streets that are also near my house, like those also have a considerable amount of commercial activity and restaurants, people crossing to get home or go to the bus stop or whatever. And yet like they feel so much less safe. 
With the first street you described, though, you mentioned that they had done things like they put in signs, they did crosswalk bump outs, and they did all of this extra infrastructure. And with the one-way street, have they done anything similar to that? No, not nearly as much. So I wonder, like like you said, like maybe one-way is not the uh, end-all, be-all solution. Maybe those things would be good. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you have lived in New York longer than I have, but or in the New York area. It feels like there are stop signs or stoplights at pretty much every single intersection, right? Yeah, pretty much every intersection. I know in Hoboken there's signs that say, watch out for pedestrians. And because it's so narrow, the area where there's crosswalk bump outs and it narrows the area to maybe 10 feet that the car has to funnel through, cars slow down. And it's kind of obvious when someone is standing right to the side of the lane waiting to cross. So I do think things like bump outs and I'm not so sure about stop signs and traffic lights because people turn left on red in New York all the time or they turn right on red and they go if they feel comfortable to go. They're not going to go because the light tells them to go. Yeah, that definitely adds to the danger factor for pedestrians, I think. That's the scariest time for me trying to cross these one ways near my house is when I'm trying to go across the one way and there's somebody that's turning left and they only look right because that's the direction the traffic's coming and they don't look left where there are still people crossing. So I had some close calls with that, but maybe stop signs would help that problem or just more awareness of pedestrians. Possibly, or even if you could try to do some sort of crosswalk bump out, I think. Mm I think definitely if you want to slow cars, you should try to think of ways to narrow the travel lane so there's less of a danger zone that you have to cross over to get to the mm-hmm. other side of the street. Yeah. I also think like the navigation factor is annoying for people in a city like mine because most people drive. But in New York or Hoboken, I mean, didn't you say like 95% of all trips in Hoboken are on foot? Yeah, there was a statistic released by the mayor i don't know how correct it is i don't know if she just made it up i hope not but um she was quoted as saying 95 percent of local trips like grocery store um i guess walking to the bus would be a local trip if you commute into manhattan that sort of stuff is done on foot the fact that like so many people are traveling on foot where like the navigation factor of one way streets doesn't matter like obviously a pedestrian can walk whatever way they want on those streets so maybe that's just not as much of a headache for people in those areas plus like i feel like most of the drivers in new york at least are taxi drivers so it's like it's their job so they are probably pretty good at navigating i mean the only people i met here that hate new york are taxi drivers because they're the only ones to have to drive in it yeah seriously because you guys don't have a car right no we don't um i've used zipcar a few times and I've driven around Hoboken and it's very uncomfortable. And unfortunately, all these things that we do to make it more comfortable to walk actually make it uncomfortable to drive because in Hoboken, the lanes are narrow. I'm squished between on-street parking. I'm expecting a door to suddenly open or a person to pop out around the corner. And I'm expecting something to suddenly happen. So I'm always on high alert and riding my brake. And so it's uncomfortable to drive, but I think it's a good thing because it keeps us alert. I think once we begin to feel comfortable driving, we begin to relax and we go on autopilot and that's when our streets start to become dangerous. Yeah, that's very true. I haven't really looked into this, but I wonder what the statistics are for like car drivers on one way versus two way streets if like crashes are more or less likely on them because you would think that a two way would be a higher risk of crashing because you have traffic 
coming in both directions. And this is also true with cyclists. I wonder, I don't, because on a one-way street, you don't really have to cross over opposing traffic to make a left turn as you would on a two-way street. So I would actually be interested if there are any statistics out there on that. Yeah, it seems like there's more research that definitely needs to be done. All the stuff that I've read about one-way streets is, it's all pretty new, especially the stuff about like cities that have converted one-ways to two-ways. Some of them are saying like, oh, everything is so much better and crime is down and like businesses are doing better. But I think since those have all happened so recently, it's going to take more time to see whether those trends are true nationally. Yeah, I don't necessarily think this stuff is bad. I just don't know if the magic bullet was the one- to two-way conversion. Did they do other things? Like, did they add in bike lanes while they did it? Did they add on-street parking? Did they put in bump outs? Or did they do any extra signage or anything like that that resulted in these increases as well? Or was there impetus to make the change because the neighborhood was already moving in the direction of more pedestrian friendly and more businesses. So do you bike much in Hoboken or in New York or not really? Uh, not really. I've used the bike sharing in Hoboken and it's pretty nice, but I really don't get around just because uh, transportation infrastructure, at least in Manhattan and getting to Manhattan from Hoboken is very good. But I have used the bike share and yeah, it's fun. I've, I've used the bike share here as well. And like, but I don't bike enough that I feel I could really speak accurately about like whether one ways are easier and feel safer for bikers. Some people who responded in the comments to my recent article said, okay, like converting to a two way might be bad because then you might lose a bike lane or, um, it could be good because you might narrow the streets to make a bike lane. Um, but I don't, I don't have enough perspective yeah, and that is essentially something you're bundling into the process as you're converting a one-way to two-way. You could do this stuff independently. Actually, when I did ride a bike in a Boken, it felt pretty liberating because I rode the bike for maybe 20 minutes. I got past Weehawken and up into some of the other communities a bit north of Hoboken, and I got there in 20 minutes, and it would have took me three hours to walk there. <laughs> and going from like three hours to 20 minutes feels pretty liberating, but if I had a car and went from like a five-minute drive to 20 minutes on a bike, it, it wouldn't feel so good. So I had a good experience with the bike sharing. Anything that makes our city safer for pedestrians, I think it will do the same thing for cyclists. And I think cyclists are more vulnerable than pedestrians because it's easier to trip and hurt yourself on a bike than on a foot. So I think the same benefits of one-way streets also apply to cyclists, not having to look two ways for traffic, not having to do a left turn across opposing traffic. And ultimately, I think bikes and cars, as well as people, should only mix if nobody's going above 25 miles per hour. And this might sound slow, but it's not really unrealistic for a quiet residential street or a downtown where you're trying to encourage people to be out and about walking. Like if you've got a street that is 45 miles per hour, I don't think bikes and people should be mixing together. For these, I think you're better off doing like a bike path at the side of the street with a buffer or something. You came to New York from Arkansas, is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so what was the neighborhood like that you lived in Arkansas? I lived in uh, Conway, a town of uh, a bit over 50,000 people, I believe, or maybe it's 60. Yeah, it was a gridded neighborhood we bought a house we renovated it yeah it was like a railroad area that was platted out 
Yeah, it was pretty nice. So it was like a like a historic town, right? Not like a suburban, sprawling, etc. Well, there was a lot of suburbia surrounding it, but the part I lived in was a historic neighborhood. A lot of Victorian houses, and but our house we bought was built in the 50s. Do you recall if there were like one-way streets around there? No, actually, <laughs> there weren't. Having not really had the experience of living in a really small town, I don't know if... That's probably not even a thing in really small towns, honestly. Unless you're but. an older small town, I can think of somewhere around uh, New Jersey or even Massachusetts that would, they're older and they're laid out with narrower streets that they would probably benefit from having one-way streets because they are fairly urban in character. Okay, so it seems like your central argument is that anything that can be done to make cities safer for pedestrians is going to be better, is going to have all the benefits that we've talked about, making things safer for bicyclists, making things safer for drivers, making things better for small businesses, just being more productive places in general. And so it depends on which type of city you're in, whether there are already enough improvements for pedestrians. Yes. And I and I was reading an article actually this morning about converting one-way streets to two-way as a way of saving your dying downtown. If your town is dying, I don't know how making it easier to drive around is really going to bring life back to your town when nobody is even driving around anyway. So I think focusing on the configuration of vehicle traffic is a red herring and distracts us from the real problems like creating a pleasant environment where people and businesses want to be located. Yeah, it's definitely not like a silver bullet solution. I still feel like conversion to two-way plus some additional pedestrian improvements would help my neighborhood. So I'm going to be curious if it actually happens. My uh, Our alderman said that there's like a study underway, so that'll probably take a million years to actually happen. But after I published that article, somebody, a big landlord in the neighborhood who has their offices right here, responded and said like, oh, this is a topic that we care about too, so... Maybe I can start rallying people. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope it works out for you. Um, all I can really suggest is get your city to tinker and see what works. Um, I, I don't really have a preference myself of one way to two way. I just think in larger cities where there's a lot of stuff going on, that one way streets tend to be prevalent and they work pretty well. But if if a two way street like suits your area and you think it's better, then by all means go for it. It does seem like a strong towns type of solution because it's a I mean it sounds like a big thing but like the actual process of converting it shouldn't be that big of a deal it should just be like turning signs around repainting some lines and maybe like redirecting traffic in a couple different places if you have like turn lanes or but. I know it, I see that in Hoboken um there, there's really cheap easy quick stuff we could do that other cities could do like Getting a curb bump out. In Manhattan, they just paint them in. They use green paint and they just paint in the bump out. We could do that. And we have done it to some extent. But, I mean, other cities could also do that. This is something that, like, you could volunteer yourself with $100 of paint and put your own <laughs> bump out on your street. Yeah, you wrote, didn't you write something about that uh, a little while back, about some different, like, do-it-yourself type solutions? No, not really do it itself. I wrote an article on small bets I've seen around. I saw an area of Hoboken, one of the intersections, there was a chalk out. There was a chalk outline of a bump out. And 
I could tell that they were planning to come in maybe a few days later and actually dig the street out and pave in a bump out. But I thought it was pretty cool just to see that stuff. Like, it works. Even just as a chalk outline, it works. You could do this really cheaply and experiment and see what works for your town. It's impressive to me that a town like yours, it's already obviously so great for pedestrians and so easy to, you know, transport yourself as a pedestrian is still like trying to make improvements like that. That's, that's pretty impressive. Thanks. You chose a good place to live. (laughs) Yeah. It's expensive though. (laughs) Housing affordability is probably our number one issue. Yeah. That will be a topic for another podcast. Okay, cool. Andrew, well, thanks for taking time to chat about this. Yeah. And thank you, Rachel, for the opportunity. And thank you for the listeners and readers out there. Yeah. I welcome our listeners to, uh, add your thoughts on one way versus two way or your perspectives from your different places around the country. Yeah, definitely. And it's a great honor to be allowed to write for strong towns. Oh, well, we'd love having you. Okay, Andrew, thanks so much. Take care. You too. Bye. We need your help. If you think the strong towns message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of strong towns at strongtowns.org. Drastic times require what? Drastic measures, yes! Who said that? They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Who made the city? I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah.